0: Hello, and welcome to the Dairy Defined podcast. Many dairy farmers learned a hard lesson this year about the value of risk management. When the sign-up period for the 2020 Dairy Margin Coverage Program opened last winter, the outlook for dairy prices looked strong, and DMC payments weren't expected. So, many dairy farmers decided to take a chance on the market. But the coronavirus crisis turned rosy projections into a thorny 2020. Meanwhile, the DMC program worked as intended with payments triggered for producers in March, April, May, and September. Today, we're talking about DMC with Chris Galen, Senior Vice President of Membership Services and Strategic Initiatives at the National Milk Producers Federation. Chris, thanks for joining us.
1: Always a pleasure, Teresa.
0: How have you seen risk management tools for farmers evolve and how have farmers' attitudes changed with them?
1: The last, I would say, the last two decades that I've been directly affiliated with this, we have taken steps towards having dairy farmers play a bigger role in risk management. And we no longer have the same tools that we had back in the late 90s, like the price support program. Uh, But we certainly think that there is an appropriate role for the U.S. government, whether it's through congressional appropriations or USDA programs to help dairy farmers deal with a certain level of risk, a lot of which is beyond their control, which then takes us to the tools that we have available to us in 2020 and and looking at next year as well.
0: Can you explain how the dairy margin coverage program works?
1: Yes, at its most basic level, it's a way to ensure a margin between the primary cost of feed, your biggest feed ingredients on the typical dairy farm, and then the price of milk. Now, there are certainly many other things that influence your profit and loss as a dairy operator, and there are many other expenses you have from the cost of capital and borrowing to the cost of your herds and and taking care of them, and even the cost of labor. And yet the things that are probably most important and the ones that we can benchmark most against are the cost of corn the cost of soybean meal, and the cost of alfalfa hay. And so those three feed grains are what we use as the feed cost formula. And then you, you compare that to what the all-milk price is, which is a, a national average milk price that the USDA releases every month. It's not any one farmer's price, but it's the national average. And then in, in good months, when feed costs are low and the milk price is high, well, then the margin is really good. But in some months, like what we saw earlier this year, when milk prices are low and feed costs are, costs are stable or, or perhaps rising higher, uh, then margins can be compressed. And so the purpose of the dairy margin coverage program is to give farmers the opportunity to prepare themselves and to hedge against those times when margins are really compressed.
0: There was a bit of apprehension to signing up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program when it first opened up, given farmers' frustrations with the former Margin Protection Program, or MPP. What changed from MPP to DMC, and what was NMPF's role in getting those changes made?
1: Yeah this is a good question because it kind of combines the the gist of your first two questions which is that in the first part here of the 21st century we no longer had the price support program but we needed to have some form of risk management tool and so we talked to congress about having a, a some form of risk management that looks not just at milk prices which is what the old price support program was designed to protect against, but also margins, because there's certainly been some years where milk prices aren't necessarily bad, but you could still be uh, losing money as a dairy operator because the cost of feed was so high. So that's where the concept of the margin was born, so that you could insure against not just low milk prices, but the combination of low milk prices high feed costs. And so the first attempt at this was called the margin protection program. And and basically, it was just a, a cup of tea that was too weak. It just didn't have enough in the way of financial resources to ensure margins in a way that would be beneficial to most dairy producers. And I think after the first year we had it, farmers signed up, they paid premiums, it didn't return anything to them and they got a really bad taste in their mouth from that weak cup of tea, and they decided, I don't want anything to do with it. So we got a second bite of the apple back in 2018 when the dairy margin coverage program was created. And so the specific changes that benefited farmers is that the margin now is much higher under the old program, under the MPP, the maximum margin was $8. That was the most you could insure against. Now it's 9.50. One of the other big changes, is that the cost of premiums to farmers is lower and so that makes signing up much more attractive because the cost of the insurance is less. And then to make adjustments on the feed cost margin or the feed cost formula, uh, high quality alfalfa hay, is now covered by that. That was a change that National Milk specifically asked Congress to make. And so that uh, allows farmers a a truer reflection in that margin formula of what it costs to feed dairy cattle because they don't just use any old alfalfa, they use much more high quality to help with milk production.
0: And what was NMPF's role in getting those changes made?
1: Farmers just got disgusted, frankly, with the old margin protection program. That's something that we shared In that we felt the concept was good, but the execution was off. It it was just too weak and there just wasn't enough money. And so a lot of this, Teresa, boils down to if you have a more robust risk management tool, it's going to cost more like any other form of insurance. The more you cover, the higher your coverage threshold, the more it's generally going to cost you. So we went to Congress and said, you've got to allocate additional funds to make this new DMC program worthwhile. And it it took some efforts to show that farmers didn't like the old MPP. Uh, A lot lot of them voted with their feet in the sense that they decided not to use the MPP in in its final couple years because it wasn't really very worthwhile. And so members of Congress saw that. We made sure that they saw that. And for that reason, then, we were able to allocate some additional money to this. And when USDA came up with the new improved dairy margin coverage program, it featured more affordable premiums and more opportunity to ensure higher levels of of coverage.
0: How have farmers benefited from dairy margin coverage in 2019 and so far in 2020? And what can we expect from 2021?
1: First of all, in in 2019, what was interesting is that uh, at the beginning, really the first six months of last year, uh, margins were below the 950 coverage threshold. Now, they were above $8. So I mentioned a minute ago, what's interesting about that, because in um, in 2018, in previous years, the maximum you could insure was up to an $8 margin, right? Well, we had margins that were above $8, but below 9.50 at the beginning of last year. So that right there was a demonstration that changing that margin threshold from 8 to 9.50 would allow for more Frequent payments and more significant payments if you insure up to that maximum level. So, 2020 is interesting because we actually had fewer months where there were any payments. It looks like there will just be four months this year where there will be payments at the up to the 950 coverage level. We have two small payments in the spring and then in September, and then two very large payments in April and May. And of course, those reflect. The fact that we had a milk price crash uh, due to the coronavirus and the lockdowns associated with that back in the spring. So interestingly enough, last year in 2019, the overall payments under the DMC were about $300 million. This year, it looks like the payments will be right at $200 million. So even though the margins were worse for a couple months this year, overall, On average, margins were a little better this year compared to last year, and so the program isn't expected to pay out quite as much. Still, $200 million is a significant amount of money, particularly when you couple that with the coronavirus food assistance program payments that also uh, many, many farmers took advantage of this year. 2021 is certainly a big question mark for so many reasons and and beyond just what's happening in the dairy sector. Who knows how quickly the economy will continue to climb out of this trough created by the coronavirus and our reaction to it. We have a new administration. We're going to have many, many new people in Congress. And so there's a lot of things that uh, will affect the economic outlook in the dairy sector in agriculture and even beyond that, that we don't really know about. I mean, certainly it's a year where there's probably less certainty than in any time since 9-11 back in, in 2001. So having said that, the outlook for margins is is kind of murky and and not great if you look at what's happened to the cheese markets here in the middle part of november there's been a significant downturn in the price of cheese which is the biggest driver of farmers milk checks of course and that is reflected in the margins here as we wind up 2020 and as we look toward 2021. There's a a calculator that USDA makes available on its DMC webpage. And if you look at that right now, it is showing below 950 margins really in the first half of next year. So that's something that farmers need to keep in mind as we push towards this December 11th sign-up deadline, which is that right now, if you're looking at the margin price forecast, it's not great. It's not awful like it was in April or May but it's certainly not great. And so that is something that farmers need to be apprised of. And and I wouldn't necessarily cross my fingers hoping that things will suddenly turn around as we start 2021.
0: Chris, sometimes you hear that DMC is only for small farmers. What's the truth?
1: Well, the truth is everyone, regardless of your production history or the the number of cows you have, can sign up for this program. And, And it treats everyone equally up to the first 5 million pounds. So I would say that there's the specific truth that everyone can get the same premium rates up to your 5 million pounds of production history. Now, obviously, if you have a larger farm and you're producing more than 5 million pounds of milk per year, there is what we call a tier two production, where you can still get insurance, but the premiums are higher and you can't insure up to that 950 maximum coverage level. And I think what we've seen here this year, as well as last year, is that the larger farms probably have only uh, got the free or what we call catastrophic level of coverage, or which is around that 4 to $5 level and, and haven't paid up above that to get insurance at uh, uh, margin levels higher than that because it just doesn't pencil out. So for folks in that, in, that, um, in that size category, what I would say is that the DMC is meant to be helpful. It's not going to make anyone of any size whole, and that's where you have to look at other risk management opportunities. Certainly, the government also offers the Livestock Gross Margin Program for dairy, and that can be very useful. A lot of private companies are also offering the Dairy Revenue Protection Program that was designed by the Farm Bureau, and that is also proven to be valuable this year. And then, of course, you can always do forward contracting and use uh, options and puts to hedge your price risk that way. So we are in an era, getting back to your very first question, Teresa, that's very different from the late 1990s, where the, in dairy in particular, there weren't a lot of very effective Risk management tools. When you looked at the marketplace, and the government was primarily focused on uh, helping people out with the price support program by buying up surplus products, We're, we're no longer in that era any longer. And so, there are many more risk management tools out there. The DMC is certainly the primary one offered by the government, but it's not the only one available to farms of all sizes. And so, I think that's the the bottom line here: is that if you're concerned about the economic health of your operation, there are a number of different tools in the toolbox available for you to use.
0: How can farmers sign up for the DMC and when is the sign up deadline?
1: The sign-up deadline for coverage for next year is Friday, December 11th, and that's an interesting coincidence because that's also the sign-up deadline for the second round of the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. And part of the reason I'm bringing that up, Teresa, is that the CFAP, both the first round that farmers could sign up for this spring and early summer, and now the second bite of the apple, the version 2.0 they call it, where you can sign up here by December 11th, that actually is going to pay out more money overall to dairy farmers as well as to producers of other commodities than the dairy margin coverage program has paid out this year. So that has been very, very valuable. And frankly, we should pat ourselves on the back there where uh, National Milk worked with members of Congress and later with USDA to make certain that the payment rates for CFP, rounds one and two, was much, much better than what we got in the uh, former market facilitation program last year. So the combination of CFAP and DMC is going to amount to several billion dollars in direct payments to dairy farmers. Now, the the difference between the two, while they may have the same sign-up deadline, the difference is that we can't count on any more money whether it's called the Coronavirus Assistance Program Round 3 or something else that Congress may want to pass here this winter or in the spring. So getting back to this theory that there are more tools in the toolbox,